Yeah, I got it. I got it. All right. Well, I wanted to talk about recovery first because uh, some old friends of mine are here, and I always uh, usually. If an alcoholic enters the bus, he gets the last seat. But when they come to eight, send bitch slap, they sit in the first seat. Yeah. So because the addiction to what's called drugs or alcohol is just a mimicking of the, the other addiction, which is the head's addiction, this idea of being the doer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, the actor, and that all of those things it claims that you are, are represented by an image called the body, yeah? So in recovery, we call it self. And the problem resides in the mind. So what conceives the idea of us being a self is in the mental state, yeah? When, you're a, when we were babies, when you look at a baby, the baby doesn't have any identity. It's just there, winging away. And it's basically something is getting used to a nervous system, I guess. And it's just blah, 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 blah. But it has no idea that it's different than the mother or anything for a long period of time, maybe up to 18 months. And then the brain develops and now a separation is noticed and then emphasized, yeah? And then some of us, when that sense of self starts getting developed, it may go a weird way or mutate like a bonsai or something that it starts provoking an irritability, restlessness, and discontent as the basic uh, norm of the day. And we're looking for something. Yeah, We're looking for something to give us relief. We don't know what that is, but we want relief, so we look for it. Yeah? And then what happened with me in this, in this story is I was 12 years old. I was playing Little League Baseball back in Long Island. My father had died when I was nine and uh, it was a night game and my mother wasn't gonna come, be able to come. So I was gonna go home by myself. So after the game, I was sitting there taking off the cleats and everything. And then some older guys came in with a bag of beer and they said, you wanna have a beer? And I said, yeah, sure. So he gave me my first beer and my athletic career came to a screeching halt because I found what I was looking for or seemingly, yeah, because it produced what I was looking for, which was relief. I didn't know what was gonna do it, but it was gonna be judged by if it triggered relief and it triggered relief from what? That overbearing preoccupation with Paul. Yeah. You know, I was still in a kid's body, but I wasn't enjoying a kid's life. Something was constantly reviewing what went on. Like I remember, in hindsight, I looked at, uh, I was walking through the hall one day and a pretty girl said hello to me. And I went home and wondered what she meant by it for five hours about my room. I just went over and over, oh, just, just insane. And this wasn't a, a rare occurrence. This happened quite a lot. And it was sort of very uncomfortable. And I, no one was telling me anything. Oh yes, we see that you're extremely uncomfortable. No, they didn't say anything. And so when I met alcohol, I went with it. And you cannot believe how uh, ingenious you can be at a certain young age because you get what you want and need. And I did. And so what happened is that triggered uh, see, the relief seemed like medicine to me. People 
that watch were watching me getting the relief did not see it as medicine. They saw it as you can't fucking do this anymore. You're 13 years old. <laughs> you got to stop. But I wasn't willing to stop because nothing else was working. So I found in my travel log of addiction that I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. It was just the way it went. Yeah. And then when people would talk to me and tell me with the assumption I wanted what they had, and they would tell me what the, I would have to do to get what they had. I didn't want what they had. So I wasn't listening to adults much. And I was basically listening to the head with great, great devotion. And it just brought me, it brought me farther than on my knees. Yeah, it put me really out. But nothing, no human power seemed to be able to corral it. It was just fucking running wild. And uh, it didn't matter. It could be stunned for a little while, like if they put me in jail for a day or two. But as soon as I was leaving, it was ready to rumble. Yeah. And it just went on and on and on. It seemed like it was never going to end. And then it led me to getting run over by cars and shot at and just fucking weird, just unbelievable stuff. And of course, for that system to continue in its failure, it had to blind me to the failure. I never saw my role or its role in my life. I saw everyone else's role in my life. And I thought they were the cause of why I was upset or in jail, but I, they weren't. They were the ones that put me in jail. I caused the event of going to jail. Yeah, never saw it, never at all. So there I was. And then um, two years I spent in a program in San Francisco. I went to college, they told me, you know, that period of your life was over. It's going to get really good from now on. Had a suspicion they were probably mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I graduated with flying colors from that program, and I went back out. Not not very quickly after, and it was worse than ever. And so, any vestiges of hope had been just gone destroyed. I just fucking was hopeless, truly. And it's, this is not a hopeless disease, addiction. It's a seemingly hopeless disease. It appears to the person who's addicted that it's hopeless. And then it's he or she's apt to do almost anything based on that it's hopeless, but it's not hopeless. That's the great news. Right? But so what happened, you know, I just hunkered down. I was living on a bottom, you know, didn't do much to sort of like uh, furnish it or shit because I knew I was going to be evicted shortly to a lower bottom. So I traveled sort of lighter, you know, watching for the next shit to hit the fan, you know. And then uh, and I, uh, the thing fucking caught me by surprise. I ended up in a, I went out on a St. Patrick's Day, not like I wasn't out on the night before and the night before and the night before that, but it was symbolic because it was the last Patrick day that I was outloaded and uh, lost the car and went into what many people who go through the addictions with alcohol and drugs. I don't think it happens with food addiction, but there's this thing called a blackout that happens where something goes on. You seem not to be present and then something comes back maybe 13 hours later and tells you has no idea what you've been doing, has no recollection of what happened, but basically there was a pole there 
I mean, you were sleeping with your girlfriend. She didn't see that you were fucking, you know, out there. Yeah, she was, but every, you know, so what happened is I came out of this blackout and I was in a trailer park in, in Calistoga, uh, this hang gliding park, came to, and it was like being parachuted behind enemy lines. I was just figuring out what's going on, sitting across from a guy who I didn't know big head with bulbous nose and varicose veins and there was a bottle of royal gate vodka on the table and in the west coast it's one of you know it's one of the last gates you enter the royal gate <laughs> they have the same vodka back east but it's smirnor smirnor they have a different a little title that they put on the same bottle <laughs> but what what happened was looking at him just like i'm looking at noah and uh i came to a conclusion a quick one this guy's a bum you know what i mean and bulbous nose varicose veins and shit like that of course i was immune to that observation but life wasn't life fucking said it hit me with i'm a bum and then something shut the whole story down the story that mental fabrication and uh the screen the screen went blank and a like a newsflash appeared on it and that was i'm fucked yeah really and you know on a knowing way on a knowledge way i knew i was fucked but i avoided knowing i was fucked. that was the drinking and the drug use and everything it allowed me to not acknowledge not know that i was drunk i had the now i mean i had the knowledge i was fucked but it wasn't working it was self-knowledge avails you nothing but there was that knowing was being hidden, yeah? And this thing whacked it. And then right underneath the, the headline was, I'm not managerial quality. Yeah, very, that was very clear, but it was news to me because the head was managing right at that moment. So get this whack, the news hits, stuns me. I look at this guy, I've never seen him again. And I've never, I've seen a Royal Gate vodka bottle. I'm always impressed by their customer service because they used to be glass and sometimes you drop it, you'd ruin your night. They went all the plastic, it just bounces back and can continue on for the evening. <laughs> but but <laughs> it was it was such a I haven't seen that but I get again. Never saw that guy again. Uh the thought thoughts that I was having were not the thoughts that had me write it thereafter. And it occurred and this is, and that circumstance brought me to a, a recovery meeting of AA that night. Yeah. So I had this miracle happen that no human power could do. I was struck basically. There was a great possibility and you got to make haste while the opposite there. And I probably wouldn't have done it that miracle would have died on the vine by the weekend. But because the miracle had an accessory, an action aspect of it, which is life got me to an AA meeting. And I never stopped going since then, 35 years. So that which was the main, the act of addiction of, of the head, it was the main, the most dominant influence. It had tattooed me just like this leg. This is a tattoo from that. Yeah. All the scars are tattoos from that. 
all of them. Everything I was loaded when something, these things happened. Yes? I've got the tattoos in that thing. But in the internal condition, those tattoos were head on. Sometimes, truly, truly. So I met, I was introduced to this way of life recovery and that way of life, I, adapt, I adapted it because I had what I, how I saw things and how I lived wasn't working. It was very clear. I mean, I was doing the exact opposite that would have probably have worked. It was like that Seinfeld uh, episode where George, nothing fucking works for him. So finally, the exact opposite of what his head's saying so he walks up to the girl at the diner, beautiful girl at the at the counter and goes, I'm a bald fucking old man that lives with his parents out in Brooklyn. I don't have a job. Hey, would you go to lunch with me? And the lady goes, yeah. And he starts doing the exact opposite and his life's fucking get better. That's painting it flamboyantly, but that's really what it's like. So you need a, and some of us, there's got to be a suspension. You have to have, you got to come the road of life for a while because kind of, you know, artificially you, you tend to just weave into other lanes. You got to need a life of principle and maybe uh, realizing you can practice a lot of shit in these, in, in your office so you limit the affair until things happen. And that, that's what occurs. And what it, how it really triggers, it's this what happened with the message we usually share on Saturday, which is the non-duality aspect of it. Because you can hear where true relief from the bondage of self will lead you to. You can hear it now. You can hear about it right now because it's a fact, but you can also hear about it after you've left, you've lived, lived it, yes? So where in a they tell you what has defeated you, pretty helpful because you think it's your mother or your father or the judge or whatever. But no, what has defeated you is this idea of self. What? Yes. So there's an obsession with this idea. This idea is killing you basically under the umbrella of that obsession. And so, and it's a tricky thing because it's modus operandi is, is an act of being identified as that which is feeding yeah? Because we assume that I have alcoholism. And if I stop drinking, alcoholism won't have me. But that's not the case. Yeah? The root of the dilemma is a bondage of self. So somehow or another, like it or not, we're bound to this idea of self. And that idea of self is what has defeated us. Wow. Okay. So first you got to tell the truth about the bond or you'll try to get free from self as self. Yeah. You won't know it, but you'll be identified as that which has defeated you. And you'll be identified as that which has defeated you trying to escape that which is defeating you, which is a larger defeat of the same thing. Yes? It's difficult, but if you see it, it ain't at all. Because most diseases or most things don't, when people have cancer, they don't think they're cancer. They usually don't. Yeah, they think there's a, just, there is a built-in separation, even though something is really fucking with you and ruining everything. 
don't cross a line usually and start calling yourself cancer. You just, yeah, just like I did tons of cocaine and I never thought I was cocaine. I never crossed the line and try to sleep in a fucking, you know, bindle or whatever. It was, you know, I was never gonna, I had a built-in defense against that illusion. But in this mental disease, we don't. So it's sort of as if I'm thinking about not doing cocaine as cocaine. Yeah. So the drug itself is talking about, should I take any other drugs, really? So the drug of the mental obsession itself. Most people don't know it. And that not knowing it opens up to a lot of defeat. Seriously. Huge amount. Because... You will feel the blows, but you won't see where they're coming from. It will be like the movie Fight Club, where Ed Norton finally, you know, he's got this whole idea. Something's kicking the shit out of him to a point where he's picturing it as Brad Pitt. And the whole movie is all the other shit is based on that assumption. It's not true. And then he finally sees a video clearly one day and it's him punching himself. That's the beginning of recovery, truly, in a sense. That's the beginning of recovery. Because if you're not, you're trying to recover as or with Brad Pitt. And as or with Brad, Brad, Brad Pitt is what's beating the shit out of you. So you can't, that which is defeating you can't join in into the, with the victory. It's because its nature is to defeat you because it has a parasitical nature. Yeah. So its idea of winning may look like you losing. <laughs> it's not a 50-50 deal. It's taking something from you that you're going to sense the, the, the loss or the lack of that you are. And the weird thing is, it's going to produce an emptiness that your head will say how it, and it will give its ideas to you of how to fill it. Yeah. So you will have an emptiness. That's undeniable. But what we're trying to fill it with isn't working. Yes, it just doesn't work. And so hopefully you come to a point where you can admit that. And in that admittance, shit can be revealed. Yeah? And sometimes the revelation can be quick, all of a sudden. Sometimes it can be gradual, slowly. It doesn't matter because the solution is not of time. It doesn't need you to save time because any time that you arrive there is going to be the only time. Yeah. It's not like I missed the bus and I was late. I'm sorry, mea culpas. No, it's always available at all times, right where you are. And you're not going to get there at a certain time, at four o'clock. It doesn't have any idea of four o'clock. It's here now. And nothing, no mental rocket can escape here now. If you're thinking you're out of the moment, you're in the moment thinking that. Yes? There's no escape. You, oh, I'm totally... I'm totally separated. No, you're fucking not. I'm totally disassociated. No, you're not. Yeah. There's an anchor, like it or not, into here and now. There's no, you can walk around with it thinking you're not, but you're anchored to here and now. Thank God, really. Because that's the touchstone to really see through the bullshit, truly. If all you're used to is bullshit, you're not going to have the ability to see false from true and true from false. Yeah, and we call we have an acronym in recovery called fear. And one of the ways they say it is false evidence appearing real. So this is mostly what's happening when the addiction is flared up, 
It's like a very acidic Petri dish. It's waiting to fucking conceive resentments and hates and grievances and fucking being right. It, it's just all the, all the chemicals are there to cook that shit up. Yes? We're not trying to, what happens is this, the program of recovery changes the Petri dish. Instead of acidic, it becomes alkaline. And that which used to thrive in you won't thrive in you anymore. And now that which seemed to be absent in you will be present in you. Let's say the ability to enjoy peace of mind, feeling a presence, feeling new power flowing in. This is all going to become available. And it was not not available, but now you're available to it, really, basically. So in a way, you got to come out of the ass of the self to smell the roses. Yeah. You can. Or you're going to think roses smell like shit, basically. And most of them, that's what most people do. And they try to get agreement. But one, one a day, you, you have to have a memory. You smelt the roses. I'm not taking they smell like shit. I'm not listening to these fucking people. If they were happy, joyous, and free, maybe. But they don't look happy, joyous, and free. So I'm not interested in what they're selling. I know. Yeah, there's another one right here, my friend Tommy. Yeah, I'm not interested in the sale. Yeah, I just want relief. From what? Well, A8 gives it a term, bondage of self. It's a beautiful thing. It says, please relieve us of the bondage of self. Yeah. So us obviously isn't self because self is what us seems to be bonded to. So I don't, this is where the whole confusion arises is because the problem is an act of being identified as the problem. So you go in and out and you think us is self, it's not. So please relieve us from the bondage of self. Let's have self over in Nebraska and us in California. We're not self. <laughs> yeah. We're not self. We may be bonded to it and that's the mental activity. Yeah. And if you really see it, you're not bonded to it. When you hear it from the head, you already are it. When you actually see it in awareness, you're not bound to it. But if you keep hearing it, it's it's just, it's a formality. It doesn't even have to tell you yourself. It just implies it all day. And it's never like you're gonna be it. Watch out, you could become self. No, it has you already self. And that's why not self, tons of possibilities, self, limited possibilities. What's one of them? Getting out of it. What's one avenue? Drugs and alcohol. Severity of the occupation of self, the drive to get high, the drive to get out of it. Willing to pay a long consequence just for a temporary relief from this fucking unbearability. Yeah? Seeing it as not you, much different. Lots of possibilities, like you're okay now. Yeah. You've never been that. You're never going to be that. You just thought you were that. Wow, that's incredible. You know, I don't have to work out so I can vanquish it or I have a giant, you know, fucking, you know, match to the death with self. No, it's just almost, it's non-existent. It only gets existence through us. By convincing us that we're it, it lives as us. Yeah. And it defeats us. Sometimes grandly, sometimes like drip at a time. But the defeat is a defeat because your ability to reach the stars is going to be limited. 
Yeah, it's just like wearing a tight jacket that you that you never think that you never never get the idea you could take it off. It's just assumed to be your skin, and you have a feeling you should be able to reach twelve feet, but you can only reach six feet. That's bondage. Yes, you can only you can't have a viable relationship with another person. That's bondage. Yes, it's bondage. You have a, a, a. I have come through that belief where I did the condition I came into A was. I had an inability to have a viable relation with another person. Do I, am I in that condition now? No. Was I in condi that condition? That condition had me, but I was not in that condition. Yeah, I was never that. And because I was never that, I could be someone who could have a viable relationship with another person. All these unsuspected inner resources were there, but I didn't seem to be available to it because what was directing my life, basically its direction comes with huge blinders and it keeps you looking quite a lot, but at certain things at the expense of seeing a lot of other stuff. It really, it is truly a bondage. Yeah. It's like a myopic view that says, don't worry about the panoramic view. I'll tell you all about it from the myopic view. It has no fucking idea what's going on but it's never going to admit that. It'll just keep giving you more and more and more. And if there's faith in it, it's going to, be, it's going to appear to be so. If you lose faith in this, you're going to see through it. And this is the whole point. We represent faith. And faith is going to manifest in this event by the vehicle it is put in. Please just hear this very clearly. This humbly, yeah. We represent faith. It's a power like like gravity. It's like or like the dark force, you know, where they think there's four powers in the in the whole thing. I believe faith is a power such as that. And we represent faith. And I have seen an incredible representation of faith being put into the mental condition and seeing the effects it could have on you. I had faith in the thought system and the thought system had me completely, completely captured by a past I did not want to deal with and by anxiety based on no apparent threat. Yeah, it was made up, completely made up through faith. Yeah, when that faith moves and I can't move it, because me, I can move is faith itself. Yeah, because I What's mostly representing me right now, especially as the reaction to living, the one who says it's alive is self. It's self. Yeah? It's not going to stop. You're not going to be front be free from it that way. It's going to continue. You're just going to lose interest in it because you're not going to be in it anymore. The interest that has you glued to that station that you like to turn off is your the, the identification as when you see you're not, there's a loss of interest in it. And then that faith moves somewhere else. And what we say, watching that migration, you know, just humbly being assisted by a design for living or a way of life, that faith is now going to go into the infinite. And you are now going to express the effects of that faith in the infinite, just like you're expressing that faith in self. You, that's what this is. This is a form of experience.
factory can make a lot of shit, but what it's going to be selling is based on who's running the show. And in AA or recovery, we have a binary, a dualistic uh, presentation. Yeah, so it's either trusting the finite self, which would be listening to the head, basically. I mean, devote, devotedly listening to the head, or trusting the infinite, which would be taking thoughts as thoughts, not yours, taking things as, uh, you know, there's a problem, I don't have a problem, you know, my girl, the girlfriend I have is great. When she gets crowned my girlfriend, I think I have a right to emails and, you know, see who comes over at one in the morning, all this shit, the mind, yeah? you start leave, living life without the mind. Yeah? Oh, very nice. Very nice. So, yeah. That's based seen through the recovery lens. And, rec and this is what you, you would admit in the first step. Hey, I'm fucked. I'm outmatched, and it's not because I didn't do or did do something. I'm just outmatched. Yeah. And I got to seek solace, and I can't seek solace to, from the problem. I have to seek it. So, obviously, if, if the mental state is where the addiction lies, you're not going to get relief from it through the mental state, as Einstein said. Whatever's causing the, you can't seek the solution in that system. You have to see it from another. Point, and we call that point spiritual. So the spiritual condition in AA is basically not a mental condition. <laughs> That's what it really is. There's no clear definition of what a spiritual condition is, but there can be a very clear definition of what a mental is, and we're not that. In other words, you're not the thinker of all these thoughts. And it's so obvious if you go to recovery meetings, you sit there in a sense terminal uniqueness no one thinks like I do. <laughs> it feels as bad as I feel. No one's done the heinous things I do. Next person, boy, how did you get my thoughts? <laughs> They're not your thoughts. Your take of your condition is erroneous. It's complete, a lot, usually completely. Yeah. You're not the thinker. The, the idea that you're a thinker is a thought in and of itself. Yeah. So there's no, there's no noun to be found. This is just verbing. And the spirit captures it more beautifully than self. Self is a very right-angled, <laughs> my way away, very myopic. It's playing tapes. It's been playing forever. You know, sometimes you'll be living today, 2023. You can, t you can tell this is a 1985 tape. <laughs> say oh it's gonna suck today you should have stayed home the meeting was better at the house don't go to <laughs> wait a minute that sounds just like i was listening to uh, like 25 years ago yeah, it's have an infinite amount of tapes and it hasn't needed because we seem to just go along walk to the trough that has no fucking nutrition and just keep on bitching about who took all the <laughs> there's nothing there so so yeah, so the non-duality aspect is the absoluteness of the diminishing of self, that there is no self whatsoever. 
Now you live there, or you can hear about it and realize you've never left. It doesn't matter. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, and it's it's a very clear description of actually I feel the reality of this place. It's the best one I've heard, and uh, I mean recovery and higher power. You know, tenderized the thick meat of of fucking muscle, and uh, I heard the message of non-duality and. and here we are, really. Just followed its little ringing and it ended up right here. Yeah. It's been the last answer. And what allowed what a, what allowed it to be the last answer was the answer of sobriety. I'm in the habit of being sober that opened me up to finding out the last answer, I feel, which is alone. And uh taking any taking any drug or need to look for any other answer concerning the topic of life or what's going on. I feel my scale can't get any advanced information. Uh, whatever I know is enough and I leave the mystery alone. Let it do its thing. So much nicer, you know? It's like revelation or downloads have a a freshness to it. They're alive, yeah? Something that has been gone over and studied, I feel, is somewhat dead. So this is sort of, you've reached, like, I'm fucking unfucking. That's clear. It's, very, it's a good place to stop. And then something happens, and then there's a solution that fits that, that description perfectly. And now you feel like something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself. And then the head's on to something. So says, I'm just going to keep expanding what I can't do for myself. Just let this, let this new formula work. I'm going to keep letting it work because it works. Yeah. And uh, to the point where the conclusions it brought me to, I never left. I left. I never left. The fact of what's going on. I just thought I did, you know, or the head thought it did, and I thought I was the head, really. So once all that shenanigans was seen through, I have a beautiful day. I'm happy to be sitting here with people and uh, and uh, the the same sense is comes into a recovery meeting or a non-duality meeting. This is freedom and relief. Yeah. It's just one, the basic premise is it's always been that way. Other, it sure didn't seem that way. <laughs> then you got to work out that. Yeah. So try to say it's always been that way without working out, it didn't seem that way. It's not going to always be that way for you. <laughs> so a lot of people would rather, would like to replace sobriety with non-duality, but then they're just drunk non-dualists you know? <laughs> so basically just because non-duality is sort of like little you got to lift your foot put it down it seems to take time but it's creating a solid base for the uh for the stargazing yeah yeah it's very to me and i've met a lot of people who try to replace non-duality i mean aa with non-duality of buddhism they're drunk buddhists you know? it, it doesn't work
doesn't mean it can't work. I mean, in most cases, I've noticed it doesn't work. So I think the action figure demands a certain amount of flesh in this appearance, this life, and you've got to you got to attend to that. And once the action figure is enough to roll on its, you know, on its wheels with, you know, yeah, then you can be unfit and entertain other ideas, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I think non-duality and recovery in this case have been perfectly suitable. It's like the same river. Maybe there was different currents, but it's the same water. Yeah. And this water doesn't go anywhere. It tells you you never left. That's the beauty of it. The non-duality has got a beautiful little trick in there. It's not like you did something to arrive there because the you will claim it and have a field day. You'll become a spiritual self, which are slimy, tricky. Yeah, it's hard to grab robes. You know, you know, leather jackets are easier. Robes, you know, gaze. It's difficult. But when the self is looking to make it something and nothing, has a hard grabbing on to, I got non-duality. <laughs> because there's nothing to get non-duality. I, I experienced non-dual. No, there's no experience in non-duality. It's the, it's the basis of everything. Not, it's not an experience of the basis of everything. It's the basis of everything that will influence all your experiences. Why would you want, you know what I mean? Oh, I understand it. No, you don't understand it. The understanding of non-duality is you don't understand it. The getting of non-duality is you never going to get it because it's true. The non-aspect of this message is completely directed at that sense of self. And it's breaking the news to that, which you're not, which is beautiful. You're never going to get it. You know, your little story that you experience it, there's no experience in non-duality. It's a state. A state. Yeah. What? 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 Yeah. And then you see all your little selfing hanging out like a sore thumb and the big that. What? Yeah. yeah. You're not beholden. You not, and you're not it's time frame of how it's got the shit to arrive somewhere. You have never left that which you're seeking to find. Beautiful, incredible. It's like the last kibosh. And there's still a little breathing room for self in recovery. There is. But non-duality comes in and goes, wow, is it the last kibosh? And then you look and it doesn't get up. It's knocked out, finally. <laughs> It's a great one-two punch, really. Seriously, <laughs> get the don't mistake which which two or one. It's one-two punch. If you fucked up, you better. You don't have to take care of it. Just do what we do in recovery. It works. Yeah, it's going to equalize and balance the action figure, so your head isn't thinking on a plane. What? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Making sense now. Nothing's making sense. Yeah. So we'll work on the action figure. Yeah. Um, you'll get some food, like sense of belonging, purpose, camaraderie, all these things that you're probably bereft of. You feed the thing as well somewhat. Try 
evolving well. It's easy for a lot of interest attention to lift off it as the primary preoccupation. And then that interest and attention can enrich your day. You can feel it unadorned by any identity. And that's the presence. You just feel a presence, which is undirected interest and attention. Yeah, because you lose a lot of interest in the interstellar multidimensional transcendence package. You do. You lose a lot of interest in all that. You do. And the attention and interest now enriches your moment. It's really good because most interest attention is being directed by the head, directing it to see this and that. Yes, it's undirected interest and attention is presence. It's presence. That's what we're feeling right now. We're feeling a lot of our interest and attention, which was constantly being sent on fucking fool's gold things or going over. Let's think about what that girl meant 20 years. You know, all this bullshit of just fucking, yeah, is now resting unadorned with any chore it has to do or any mission it has to be sent on, mission impossible. It's just resting and you're feeling it. Yeah. And you start feeling satisfied and content without doing a lot to get satisfied and content. You start whatever you're going to do with the contentment. You're not trying to get it from what you do. It's pretty good. It's, true, true. it's pretty close to what you would call freedom from the bondage of self. There's no freedom from self because there isn't one there. It's freedom from the bondage of self. The self is made up. That's the bondage. So we're asking to be free, not from self. We're, we're asking to be free from the bondage of self. It's an it's an informs it similarly because every time you have the idea of self, there's a mental picture of you fitting as the fitting of all those doings and thinkings and of the, the thinker and feeler. Here it is, it's pictured as this. This poor fucking vehicle gets to become the center of a mental universe that's preoccupied with you. <laughs> space doesn't feel too spacious and that fucking everything is, it's like fucking heavy space. <laughs> Just on this one fucking incessant idea, seeing everything as how it pertains to you, <laughs> the you that you're not. <laughs> that bondage, please relieve me of it. Yes, all right. Let's see what happens. Let's get clear. What's gonna say I got relief from it isn't you. Just catch it. You know, when you when they call you up to get the trophy, something's gonna run up and oh, I got the trophy. Yeah. Well, it is. The heads claims whatever we get, whatever happens. When there's relief happens, it claims to be the one who caused the relief, had the relief, and then starts really thinking about, I'm going to lose the relief. <laughs> this is relief from all that. This is what we're talking about, a relief from all that. Relief from the need to be liberated, because that thing fucking needs to be liberated. It is, and it can't. So we get freed from the need to be liberated by seeing we're not that. Yeah. And when you see it, you're not that, you're going to see you're not that. <laughs> because you're on to something you don't have to have 50 props to make it look like you saw you're not that you're on to something you see it's not you, there's an, just an activity it's selfing really we use the word self because of recovery but it's an activity a mental one called selfing it is the the activity of the mental addiction selfing yeah 
All it does is go over and over about this idea that you already are a self and you know you should be better, you should be worse. It's not just complete obsession over this ideation. And so you are trying to get out of the drug as the drug. <laughs> and people here, some of us have gone pretty damn far in addiction. And that's why I try to point out, I never thought I was cocaine. And I truly believe this addiction is way, 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 way. It's in a whole other ballpark than the addictions we think of here. Because we don't even see it. We're looking at all the other addictions from that this addiction. Yeah. It's wild. So you tell the truth when the emperor comes in and you have that one moment where you see it with no clothes and then you keep seeing it with clothes, but now you have a knowing it has no clothes. That's the real freedom. That's when it stabilizes because you can't live on peak experiences. They're not gonna come. That's why they call them peak experiences. Yeah, they come and there's a revelation that comes with them. The revelation is the long lasting aspect of it. The peak experience is gonna dissipate because something's gonna claim it. The head's going to go, I had an incredible peak experience and you've just nuded it. Yeah. But the revelation that has value. And the revelation is I saw the emperor with no clothes. And now I see the emperor has no clothes while it's wearing clothes. That's the revelation. Yeah. Then you lose interest in peak experiences. You do. You lose interest in all that shit. And you just dog shit awareness right here now all the time. Never get chipped. I'm every I'm here all the time, sleeping, awake. Every I'm never not here. Yeah. There's no effort to do it. It's just a fact. Yeah. The head would see the head wants to be out of a moment. It wants badly to be out of a moment. It tries to convince you you're out of moment, and then it leads you to wanting to get into the moment, which is verifying its fucking creed, its faith. Its faith is I can take you out of the moment, but that's not true. You are never, you can never come up, get out of the moment. You are this moment. You are me. I are the moment. So this bullshit of belief gets questioned and changed. And now you have faith in something that's reliable. You have faith in truth, actually. And it doesn't demand maintenance. It demands, I would say, honoring because you're after just the head will forget it and try to put your attention on something else. But when it demonstrates the fact in your life, honor it for a while. Like put up a little you know, temporary temple there and sit for a second and go on. You know, I never thought this could change. I just now see the change. But uh, hallelujah that I this head is wrong. It's great. I love it. I love when it is confronted with its own failures. Don't let it move and start blaming. Should just honor that. Yes, have it look at it's a it's a failed system. It does get a little humble. It does after a while, because it finally gets us a, a very very meager understanding that self can't get out of self. It's failed. It can only go so far. It thought it was going to leave this body and have another shot. It doesn't know. It's like a voice box. The voice box is connected to the action figure. 
it's not flying around. <laughs> when the action figure passes away, the voice box shuts up. It's over. His head's telling you it's, it's going to go into another body and take another shot at it. Yeah. The next life will be better. It's fucking all bullshit. It just wants to distract your attention so you miss the bus when you're passing away. So you, you, they'll have you believe you're somewhere else while you're laying there at the moment of transition or whatever you want to call it. Yeah? Yeah, it does. And if you've had faith in it, it'll probably say to you right at the last minute, you've really fucked up. You'd love to go off on that note, wouldn't you? Shit, what a terrible way to fucking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, well, whatever. So, yeah. Happy to be here. Anyone have anything they'd like to say? This the most greatest Zoom attendances at the, are at these live meetings. Because I completely forget the Zoom. Um, yes. Yes. Mike? Oh, what? I thought you forgot us. <laughs> yes, I'm coming back. Yes. Uh, no hands are showing. It's um, the greatest feeling. Yeah. Yeah. No other hands. All right. Anyone have a question? Wait, wait. Probably not. I've yeah. these Larry, are you asking a question? Oh, I'm being this train. <laughs> what? I thought maybe me and Sherry were, but no, they're eating. Oh, <laughs> no, no, we're not. No, we just oh, say hi. Squares too. You got two Thank different you. squares. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if there's no uh, no question, we can we can. Uh, Who, who's at the meeting there? Goodbye. Oh, we have a, a nice motley crew. Hey, Ron and his son visiting. Yeah, we got my friend Tommy. He's old okay. from recovery. Yeah, some of them just went, don't want to be pictured, so they're in the bathroom waiting. For them. <laughs> And, uh, and here I am sharing. Yes, it's a lovely crew. We're gonna we're gonna have a men's meeting after this, and then go talk about uh, how a significant others have failed us. There's no women there. Cafe. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. I'm gonna say goodbye to everyone. Hey, Kerry. Always a pleasure, bro. Thanks for sticking with us. Yes. I would terribly miss it if you weren't around. Mike, again, thank you for all your service. Thank you for being the backbone of uh, one of them now. Michael Stacy's up there too. All the service that you've done and are doing. Walter from the Netherlands. Yes. Walter's the brother from another mother. Oh, here he is. There's, I have some uh, some citizens from your home country. Yeah, I'm wondering what city they're in. What city are you in, Walter? I'm in Amsterdam. Nice, nice. Good place. So you know where these guys are. Where are you guys? Uh, I live in Maastricht, but my brother's in Utrecht, so your neighbor. Also from Maastricht in the Netherlands. Nice. Okay. Okay. Limburg oh, is yeah. nice. Yep. Yeah, it's it's another country, uh, another yeah. world. South. Yeah. South.
They're, they're agreeing. I think I'll let you guys. Yeah. Well, they're going back sooner or later. They're there. Okay. Well, nice to see you, Walter, as always. I just wanted Same. to know you're not alone. We got some. We got some Dutch people here. I'm always alone, man. I'm always alone. Uh, John K. Thank you, John, for just showing up and inspiring us to uh, go what they call deeper at times. Yes. Uh, let me see. Hold on. I can't see this person. Oh, that's Mia. Mia and Sherry in the San Diego area. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. very nice to see oh, you. I can't oh, see this. It. It's right next to Tariq. Oh, it's Gus. Gus, Gus, nice to see you. I don't know. Oh, Marcus, I guess. I got a big thing sticking in front. I think it's, oh, yeah, I got the name, Marcus, Gus. <laughs> Tariq, nice to see you, my friend. Lori. A new Esther. Hey, I wanted to uh, announce now. No, no. I have to make a decision about this coming Wednesday. We may not have a talk. I have to go to a, somebody I used to know passed away. I think I'm going to go to the memorial, but it'll be on the website. So just before you go on Wednesday night, make sure it's on. Yeah. All right. That A new, as always. Nice to see you, honey. Lori, yep. Esther, Esther, Esther. Sally fully participating. Very nice. Marty, good Wi-Fi today, Marty. Marty, I think, eh? Yeah. Uh, not really, but that no, doesn't matter. Good? Oh. <laughs> breaking up a lot for me, anyways. I don't know about yeah, others. At the beginning, it was breaking up some. Oh, it got better. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's good right it's, now. It's, it's not consequential, regardless. Uh, all right, Chris, Chris H. Sherry, there again. Sukai, Endure, Shannon Corkery, David S. Oh, David, who was I supposed to answer something for? Was it David? I'll go over it, David. Yeah. I'll uh, let me go back and read what you said, and I'll communicate on. Uh, Email, yeah, I'll send you a message. Chris B, thank you. Rico, Aquila in Arizona, must be cooking there. Wow, jeez. John, John, Florida. Dana, ah. J.A. Jay has uh, does some beautiful stuff with music. Yeah, it's on the website, I think, uh, a link. Yeah, let me go to two. All right, we got Holly. Cassandra, nice to see you, honey. Did it, was this, did you hear the talk, Cassandra? Was it good or not for you? I did, I did. It was breaking up just a bit, but I could understand what you were saying, so it was fine. Uh, all right, good. Thank Chris, you. Yeah. This is where uh, we don't have access to the modem, but we're pretty close to it. And we're outside at this church. So, yeah. Christine from Kona. Brahmi. Brahmi. I think she's back in India. 
Amy in Seattle. Nice to see Amy. Roman. 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 Miss Amelia. Oh, how is how did the sale go? It was okay. Did anyone show up there? Uh yeah, a few people here and there. No, no I mean not. for the talk. For the talk. No. No. Oh, oh, good. It yeah. worked. <laughs> we went right into it. <laughs> There's Brahmi. Are you in India, Brahmi? No, you're in America. Oh. Well, welcome yeah. back, I guess. Thank you. I'm I'm in California for another month. Oh, great. Where? In uh, near the Russian I'm, River? No, I'm in Fort Bragg on the coast. Oh, Fort Bragg. Yes, I know it. Yeah. Well, good, good to see you, honey. Yeah, it's good to see you too, Paul. All right. Adios. Adios. <laughs> uh, I think I if I didn't get you, I apologize. And uh yeah. If you listen to the talks, play those those parts where we weren't being heard slower and there's a mystery in there. Play it backwards is demonic. We don't want to do that. Slowly, but forward. Don't go demonic. All right. You don't know who, what will be conjured up. All right. Hey, everyone, thank you so much for the day. I'm, and uh, oh, Zoe, <coughs> Zoe Banks almost escaped me. How could that happen? All right. Anyone else? Dennis? Hey, thank you. Zoe, the meeting, the talk was all right? It was good? Yeah. All right. Great. I think you missed the second page, and Zoe just popped into the first page for you. Oh, did she? Oh, good. I did. Did I miss the second page? Yeah, there's people without videos. There's Dennis, Christine, there's other people. Yeah, Holly. All right, I think I just hey. said a lot of them. Holly, well, everyone with a screen or without a screen, I say hello and I'll see you soon. Yes? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Hey, thanks, Paul.